now you may think that being calm is all about being quiet, chilling out, relaxing somewhere. But I'm not talking about that calmness. I'm actually talking about calmness that is available when you are dealing with stressful situations. Hi there, welcome to the Absolutely Right Podcast, India's first graphology-based leadership show. I'm your host, Aditi Sarana. I'm a behavioral analyst, a high-performance coach, and an anti-anxiety expert. How important is it for you to be calm? Now, you may think that being calm is all about being quiet, chilling out, relaxing somewhere. But I'm not talking about that calmness. I'm actually talking about calmness that is available when you are dealing with stressful situations. Or when you get into challenging moments, when you're driving at a high speed or literally dealing with complex problems and still in your heart, you know that you are being absolutely calm. Have you experienced something like this? If you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now that calmness that Mihai Csikszentmihalyi talks about as the state of flow or a zone that you walk into when you are challenged and your skill sets are used at its optimum level is the key to be a high performer. So today's hack, today's conversation is around calmness as your superpower. Before I walk deeper in this conversation, let me remind you, we have started this phenomenal daily mental Fitbit podcast for some daily mental Fitbit. You heard me right. So check it out on Spotify, Apple, on all platforms that you listen to your podcast from. Now this podcast, by the way, within first three days of being launched, uh, actually became India's top three mental health podcast on Apple Podcasts. So please check it out. It is this small three minutes bite-sized conversation about mental fitness that all of us require at this point in time. So check it out. It's called Daily Mental Fitbit. And as you already know, these Friday episodes won't be there in our season three. So from episode number 201, we will be dropping one episode, which is only on Wednesday for Absolutely Right podcast. So currently we are in the middle of this final series, which is Friday series, where I'm going to talk about five mental high performance techniques that you must cultivate, that you must inculcate in your everyday working relationship for you to claim the best possible version of yourself. Calmness as a superpower. This concept by itself is not looked at very seriously. People think calmness is about chilling, relaxing, being just calm in the situation and it's never given that much importance. But if you think about it, if you carefully look at any stressful situation where you found the best possible solution, keep your hand on your heart and ask yourself, were you? No matter where the chaos was going, the stress was going, were you in that moment really being calm? If the answer is yes, you know what I'm talking about. Calmness is that state of control that you experience no matter how difficult the situation is. Mostly when people go through anxiety or overthinking or when they feel paralyzed by the stress around them, their brain stops functioning because from mental creative mode, we actually walk into the physical survival mode. And in the survival mode, there is very little that one can do. Now, this calmness cannot happen just one fine day when you are thrown into a problem. The calmness that we are referring to, the one which we are talking about, must be cultivated on a daily basis. 
It is that simple example of a chef sharpening his knife for just 10 minutes and going about his day to make everything easier. Now similarly, instead of trying to make your mind sharper, trying to make your mind relax, if you practice being calm every single day, just for 10 minutes, it will show some phenomenal results. Now let me quickly give you five ways in which you can claim your calmness. First one is meditation. Now I know meditation does not work for every single person. Some people absolutely struggle with it. But pause if you find any meditation that works for you. And in the process, if you actually have a meditation technique where you get initiated in that process, it's phenomenal. I have been practicing meditation for over 16, 17 years now. I have been a practitioner of meditations of multiple kinds, but two of my favorites have been transcendental meditation. You can know more about it on tm.org. Inner Engineering, which is Shambhavi Mahamudra, you can know more about that on innerengineering.org. The second technique is what I call Kama Sutra S-Stroke Practice. Now, most people think if you have to really figure out your stress, you have to talk about it, think about it. But I, on the contrary, believe that first, before you cognitively start solving a complex problem, when your mind is not available, first get your body to calm down. And that's why Kam Sutra S-Stroke practice has been a hands-on practice. You literally use a handwriting stroke, which we call handwriting yoga technique. You do it with breath coordination. As you practice this stroke for 7 or 10 days, you would see how your thinking pattern overall, otherwise the stressful patterns start becoming calmer and calmer. To learn this stroke properly, check out the website aditisurana.com slash kamsutra, C-A-L-M, calming stroke, right? So kamsutra. Now, third technique is called the grounding technique. Back in the day, we walked barefoot wherever we went. And with or without our knowledge, we were constantly in touch with the ground, the earth, the mud, the sand. And that allowed a body to find its own balance. It is scientifically proven that if you walk barefoot in the mud or on the sand or any ground for that matter, which is not cement, not concrete, something that is natural in its essence, you start feeling calmer. Your body starts finding its grounding. And the word is self-explanatory. So all you got to do, like you take your dog on a walk, take your body on a walk for just 10 minutes. If you're not this walking kind of a person, go sit in a park, just remove your footwear and touch your both feet to the ground and chill for 10 minutes. And that would actually create the grounding effect. The fourth technique that I rarely speak about is the technique of pranayam. I have been a yoga practitioner for the longest time. One of my qualifications is I did my yoga teacher's training from Rishikesh and I wanted to teach. However, the work has always taken precedence. So I never got around teaching yoga. But the learnings that I gathered as a yoga teacher, I think I cannot thank the pranayam technique enough. So the breathing, the breath patterns are closely associated with the way you think about a situation. For example, when you're angry, your breath changes. When you are feeling upset, your breath is very different. When you're feeling high, when you're feeling low, the breath pretty much represents what is happening in your mind. So your breathing technique or your pranayam practice can become a way in which you can reverse engineer the way you think, the way you emote, your basic stress levels can come down if you practice pranayam regularly at least once a day for a regular period of time. Now the fifth technique is the technique called flow. 
Now, flow is a state of mind, according to Mihai Csikszent Mihai, who says that when your skill level and challenge level are at optimum level, is where you step into the zone called flow. In his research, he found that there are multiple ways in which we can trigger ourselves into a state of flow. Have you ever thought about it? Have you lost the track of time when you were cooking or listening to music or playing piano or painting or creating art of any sort? Have you found that while working? Have you found that same state of flow when you were falling in love and the time stopped when you were spending time with that one person? Now all of us have experienced this, but we do not actively work towards creating the flow state in our everyday life because we think it happens once in a while. But Mihai warns us that the very moment we decide and voluntarily walk into a flow state, we train our mind to work at that optimum level. Now, what is your flow state? Have you ever thought about it? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Literally, take a moment right now and think about every single scenario where you thought you were operating as if the world had stopped. and you are completely in love with what you are doing and in that moment your mind and your body was at a certain state can you find ways in which you can replicate that state can you challenge yourself every single day by creating a little routine that puts you in a flow if that is so if you are trying that enough then flow can become your calming mechanism I use line art as my form of doing it getting into a state of flow. So when I got diagnosed with covid instead of reading something or watching something which I was not feeling like I decided to create a wall mural which required lot of concentration also it needed my skill to be challenged because instead of doing it on the paper I was doing it on the wall and my mind and body was in a state of flow. without my knowledge as i could step into the state of flow the impact of the entire covid period i think wasn't as unbearable as it was for most people i genuinely believe that when our bodies are helpless we can actually lead the situation from our minds but when our minds are useless we have to lead it from our bodies and keep that in mind and create your 10 minutes 15 minutes daily routine where you actually step into a state of calmness and if you want some assistance as i mentioned please check out our new podcast called daily mental fitbit Thank you so much for joining me one more time on India's first graphology based leadership show called Absolutely Right. I'll see you on Wednesday with one more guest on our show. Till then, happy writing. Thank you.